Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. This is episode 86 for the week of August 13th, 2019. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and today I'm joined by... Oh, it's been a little bit since I've been able to say this. The man in the business cash, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Monday evening? Doing good, man. Doing good. Um... Yeah, it didn't feel like changing out of the, the work clothes when I got home, so still in the business cash. It's okay. So it, It's quite all right. My daughter was sleeping on me for like an hour and a half before Natana got home, and uh, so yeah, I may have like a little bit of drool and whatnot on my <laughs> on my red HCS Protox shirt, but... Hey, that, that happens, though. It, it is I mean, what it is, you, you know? You expect it at this point. <laughs> I do. I wholeheartedly do. Uh, Josh, what do we have coming up on the episode? Well, you know what? I don't want you to jump the gun, Will, but before we get started into anything else that's happening, we have a couple pieces of housekeeping for you. Uh, first and foremost, weekly community playdates are officially back. That is right. They're back. They're back, baby. Back and back. Uh, yeah. Remember what we talked about? Didn't we talk about that on the trip? Yeah. to Chicago and how I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. He's just screaming. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> I, just I don't know, I'm an idiot. Okay, moving on. Um, Yeah, community play dates are officially back. Every Friday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time is when I will be hosting. Um, We're currently going to be playing MCC. Halo 5, I'm no longer doing the road to 152, but, you know, there's still plenty of great Halo to be played on MCC, so that's what we're going to stick with for the time being. And then if you want to join in on the fun, you can join our Discord. Will's going to plug it at the end of the show as well, so uh, stay tuned for that. But seriously, if you want to get in, join the Discord. Um, And like I said, I will be hosting from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time every Friday, but if there's anybody that would like to continue the play date after the fact, by all means, go right ahead. That's perfectly fine. It's just the time I'll be there because, you know, have to put the baby down and then I'm tired and I may be 27, but I feel like a fucking old man, so I want to sleep. You know? Man's got to sleep. Um, okay, and then the other piece of housekeeping, the Face Ignite Call of Duty World League Finals Watch and Listen Along. So this weekend, two pretty big events are going to be taking place. First and foremost, the Call of Duty World League Finals, like Final Finals, not the not the Pro League Finals, but the Final Finals are taking place, along with the Face It Ignite Halo Open in Europe as well. Both are going to be taking place this weekend. And you can talk to us and other people of this fine community in our Discord during the whole event. So while we have other things going on during the weekend, um, we're going to try our hardest to be in the voice channel as much as possible over the weekend. And yeah, be there. You can chat it up. Uh, we also have a text channel that you can talk about everything in regards to the tournaments. And it'll be a good time. We hope to see you there. And again, all that information, join the Discord. Will, of course, is going to plug it at the end of the show. That's it for housekeeping. Will, to answer your question on what's actually coming up in this episode, we have a lot to talk about. So, we have an insight regarding the Insider. We have Forge Hub bringing to the competition. Play Griffball gets an update. New tournaments are announced, along with tournaments that are recapped. We have our weekly topic, which is, as a spectator, watching online or in person today, which type of competitive Halo event do you prefer watching and why between Halo 3 and Halo 5? Slight variations in that. And finally, our Face It Ignite preview at the very end of the show. But before we get into any of that, Will, what do we always start the show off with? Rostermania! Well, Josh, we got some Rostermania. Um, we'll be talking about Face Ignite later, so we're going to jump into the Halo Classic Atlantic City 
um, Google Doc, the free agent partial team list here. So let's get started. We have the Halo 3 free agents. Um, they include Stin Cynicals, Rigorino, Night Shadow 117, E2K Nova, Deadlie, Bandemonium, haven't said that name in a long time, uh, Bum Sauce, Gunstrafe, Faruka Bazooka, Wartime, Crutch EBK, Night Fury, and Phantom Snake. Moving on to Halo 3 partial teams, we have um, Insanity Gaming, which includes Zyto and Mixer Honor. Um, we have Anarchy Esports, which was Stinger and Studi. And then the last team here is Life Alert and Mike Fathom. They're looking for more players, so hit them up if you're looking to join. Um, we have a Halo 5 free agent list. We have D-Man 8 and Hyro XCIII, whatever that turns out to be. And then we have Halo CE free agents. There's none listed. So sorry, Halo 1 players. Get on this list if you're looking for more. And that... Almost does it for Roster Mania. One more piece here. Uh, a couple teams. We have Team Argo, which is Revamp, Amish Acorns, Twin Savior, Innovator. And then we have Shotzi and Renegade also going to be there. So Shotzi and Renegade are actually going to be competing in the Halo 5 2v2. Nice. And I said on our Twitter that, like, basically good luck to everybody else competing because, come on now. That's a, that's a fire team. Oh, and not only that, like, they're, they are... I mean, they won. They won a world's championship, right? So unless Tox steps up and sends a couple players or something, right? It's... But who the fuck knows? This is Halo Five we're talking about too, right? So and this is this is these kids' bread and butter. So we'll find out. And then also the big thing that I wanted to say: a name that I haven't seen compete in quite some time, Amish Acorns, coming back for Halo Three. That is awesome. Was he big back in the day? I don't re- I recall the a, name. I he was a he was a free for all god, and I actually played against him and neighbor in a reach game. Oh boy! And it was assault, and uh, we didn't get a single kill. Yeah, it was nice. it was unbelievable. But yes, I I played against him a long time ago. It was neighbor Amish Acorns and two others that I don't quite remember. But yeah, seeing Amish again that's awesome. I wow, I never thought I'd see him come when you, back. When you get matched up with pros like that, yeah. And you get stomped. Is it like a, how does that feel? Like, are you like, yeah, I just matched with pros. That's awesome. But yep. Then, that was my, that was my wholehearted reaction. But you didn't even care about getting Absolutely stomped? Absolutely yeah. not. Because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, Dom was in that game too. And he, so he got an unofficial kill at the very end of the game because the time was over. Like the, they, they had scored the last um, bomb. Yeah. And it exploded. And then a nade killed somebody or something. And oh. it didn't, you didn't count. But it was it was so funny. But no, I I was the person. I was this guy. I messaged neighbor after the game, and I said, "Gg's bro, you just stomped us or something." And, and he's like, "Gg back." And obviously, it was not a good game because if it was good, it would have been competitive. It wasn't at all. It was a steamroll. Like from the moment the match started, it was the quickest game of matchmaking I think I ever played. Wow. No shit. Wow. Yeah. And we we've had quick ones. Yeah, we've had a few. Oh no, but this I've was. A, I've had a couple like. Three to four minute flag games. Oh, yeah. This felt but. like that potentially shorter because it was just, they had us in spawn rotation the whole game. We couldn't oh, get yeah. anywhere. But yeah, that's besides the point. Amish Acorns, great to see you back. Hope to see you at a high level at the Halo Classic. Um, Will, is that it? That's all we have for Roster Mania. Then it's time for COD, another game's watch. 
And uh, there's only one piece of information. I hinted at it at the beginning of the show. The Call of Duty World League Finals are happening this weekend from August 16th through the 18th. Tune in if you're interested. The best of the best are going to be there. And uh, like we say all the time, we got to spread love. And we we watched the Gears competitive scene as well. But this is a huge event for Call of Duty. The last event for Black Ops 4 um, before Modern Warfare comes in. So, yeah. Is there any halo pros that are now competing in cod that are going to be there this enable. weekend enable and uh frosty i believe too frosty made Enigma it. Six. yeah okay sweet yep and so then uh technically formal because he's on luminosity he yep. used to be used to compete in halo um yeah there's a few there's definitely a few in there so yeah, like i said it was it was awesome seeing 100 thieves win um two events ago i believe because enable was on that roster well still is on that roster and he's been competing at a high level forever which is fantastic to see um yeah that's it for COD. Another game's a watch. Which means, yes, Dave, I do it live every single time. It's time for Will's Adventures Within the Lovers. Another game's to Will, what'd you play this week? Okay, so I played a lot of Apex Legends. Yeah, you did. Is the new event out? Was that today? The solos? Solos? I haven't seen it. Okay. So I've just been playing squads. Okay. Have uh, you played today? Yeah. Okay. But I just jumped into squads, so I don't know. I didn't even look for a okay. solo thing. It's a limited time event okay. that's taking place. Interesting. And then have you heard about these, like, skins? They're, like, specific characters? The fucking cool gold-looking... I don't even know what the fuck to call it. No. They have a specific name for it. I... I haven't been no, I haven't paid attention to that. Well, you play you play as that patchy character, right? The what? Patchy character. Patchy. I pl- oh yeah, yeah. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Okay, aka patchy. I've been maining Octane oh, since I unlocked that's him. Right. Okay. Go ahead. I'm taking stealing your thunder. No, it's fine. Go for it. um, played Apex. Played Apex. Um, all in all, I'm about 15 total wins on the season. So that's that's fun. I'm uh, currently a silver one going for gold. Ooh, going for gold. Um, Ooh, I think I can get up to diamond if I grind it. You just have to play strategic and not. You have to pick and choose your fights. Um, it's hard to play without a squad. If you're solo queuing, you kind of have to follow what your team wants to do, and sometimes your team's stupid and wants to just push everything, which is always uh, a bad idea. Unless they're good enough. Unless they're good enough, sure. But you don't know what you're getting. Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, you have to time your fights because the biggest thing with Apex is getting third partied. You're in a fight, another team rolls up and takes everyone out um, because you're not concentrated, your health's already low, whatever it may be. So you really have to choose when you want to fight. Um, just adds a different element. And yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I bought the battle pass, so I'm trying to rank that up. I'm trying to rank my actual rank up. And uh, I'm just having a lot of fun with it. It's it's weird how, like, I didn't have as much fun with it as, in season one as I am now. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's mainly what I've been playing. And then future Halo stuff, I downloaded Reach on the Xbox One. So You and I are going to be playing through it. Look for Reach news coming soon yes. from Will. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited to see your reactions to it. People say it has... Uh... It's, it usually goes, uh, kind of, it's kind of like a toss-up. So people say Reach, ODST, and 4 as For like the, the best, best stories. Yeah. So 
I'm excited to see hear what your reactions are. Speaking of Halo 4. Uh-oh. Did you see Pixel Flare's Diodact um, graphic that no. he put out on his Twitter? Oh, it is beautiful. It is amazing. If you want to find it, put it in Community Creation so I can talk about it later. Okay, will do. Do it up. Um, is that all you played? That's all I played. What about you, Josh? I played MCC. That was basically it. Um, community played it last Friday. And uh, so I asked the folks who joined with us, what what games did you not want to play? Like, what Halo games did you not want to play? And guess what we took out? Halo 4? Nope. We took out Halo 2 and Halo 3. So all that remained were 1, 2 Anniversary, and 4. We found games very quickly. It was a, uh, it was a mixture of all of them. And god damn did I destroy in 4. I think it was like 35 and 8 one game. Or something like that. Like it was insane. Did absolutely insane. I'm a Halo, I'm a Halo 4 god. Right? <laughs> Can't take it away from me. Um, No, but seriously, had a great time. Uh, I'm, a, I'm excited for this coming Friday as well. It's, just, it's always fun having that dedicated time to play some Halo with some good friends. Um, oh, and then also, I didn't put this in the show notes. But <laughs> so, Will, you're going to get a kick out of this. Um, I installed Fortnite on the PC. Why? And I played one game. And I played that, like, what is it? Like, 50 v 50 or whatever the fuck it is. Two massive teams go up against each other. Yeah. And uh, it, let's just say that I quit out and I immediately uninstalled it because that game's fucking trash. So, moving on, that's that's all I played. Why Why did you install it in the first place? I because I was on that hype train from Worlds, man. I, uh. It's just, I, I know I'm not good and I won't be ever be good, but it's like, man, they keep adding stuff to that game. I mean, sure, people don't like the mechs. Speaking of which, I got in one. So oh, that, yeah? That was something. Yeah, so... The shitty part is, um, you, you either need, you more than likely should have somebody else with you. You should at least run duo. So two people can be in the mech. So one person can control the weapons while another person controls the movement. Sure. Because if you don't, then you have two options. You either a are in the driver's seat, you're moving and then the weapons fire automatically at what it sees or you switch seats. So yeah, I don't know. It seemed fine. Okay. Like, I don't. I mean, for in a competitive sense, obviously it doesn't fucking work. But it is what it is. What'd you just do? You know, I'm trying to uh, add this to the Google Doc. And don't you? You literally just copy paste. Okay, but since it's 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 oh, okay. Well, what are you trying to do? I'm so confused right now. Just leave me alone. Okay, I'll leave you alone. I'm gonna leave Will to his production magic. So he over there. must have used like color text. So it's showing up in our Google Doc really weird. Control Shift Z. We know control si- control shift V. Okay. That is how you paste without formatting. It pastes it as plain text. Good. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's it. I I immediately uninstalled it though because I'm like this game's fucking garbage. So that is what it is. But will you let me know when you're ready? And we'll move on. Okay, let's go. To let's go. The news. First and foremost, Castle Wars is back within Halo 5. Go check it out. 
Um, the next news story that I want to quickly hit on. The ESA says Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo will start disclosing loot box odds. This is by Ethan Gack of, Kot- of Kotaku. And I quote, The Entertainment Software Association, or ESA, has announced that Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony will be required to implement new policies requiring the disclosure of all loot box odds for all games on their platforms. Well, for games on their platforms, not all. Quote, I'm pleased to announce this morning that Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony have indicated to ESA a commitment to new platform policies with respect to the use of paid loot boxes in games that are developed for their platform. Uh, End quote. Mike Warnicke, ESA's chief counsel for tech policy, said earlier today at a workshop on loot boxes held by the Federal Trade Commission. Quote, specifically, this would apply to new, to new games and game updates that add loot box features, and it would require the disclosure of the relative rarity or probabilities of obtaining randomized virtual items in games that are available on their platforms. End quote. When reached for comment, the ESA directed Kotaku to a blog post on the organization's website in which the organization says the console makers are planning to implement this new policy sometime in 2020. It also states that many of the industry's major publishers, including Activision Blizzard, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Bungie, Electronic Arts, Take-Two Interactive, Ubisoft, and Warner Brothers have agreed to implement a similar disclosure policy, quote, no later than the end of 2020, end quote. So the reason why I included this news story in this show is because of Halo 5, right? Halo 5 had rec packs, technically loot boxes to an extent. You don't know what you're going to get inside them. It's all randomized. There's no odds disclosure or anything like that, right? We don't know what's going to be an infinite. But they said that they will implement this sometime in 2020. Does that mean it's before infinite releases? In which case, infinite will have disclosed odds if it has rec packs or something other to that effect. Will Infinite not have those things whatsoever? We literally have no idea. But I wanted to include this in the show just in the event that when Infinite comes out, if it has something like that, whether or not we see these changes take effect. Right? Um, So yeah. In the words of our show, we'll have to wait and see. Next news story. Walshy gets a new position. This is by Walshy. It's on Twitter. And I quote, Happy to announce that I'm joining the Red Bull team in Santa Monica. I was Red Bull's first sponsored gamer in 2006, and I'm looking forward to helping the next generation. So, for those who don't know, I believe the only two are Walshy and Ninja. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Just looks like the next major step forward for him in his career, and I'm excited to see the gamers that he brings into the fold. Should be good shit. Next news story. The Halo Insider MCC flighting update by Postums, over on Halo Waypoint, and I quote, So what is a blocking bug? Blocking bugs, or block, well, they're blockers, in that they are deemed severe enough to prevent a flight from functioning as needed. Keep in mind that uh, though we address, mitigate, and solve blocking bugs for each ring of flighting, this doesn't mean that any flight is bug-free. In fact, it's quite the contrary since each flight is very much a work-in-progress development build. In most cases, we will be aware of existing minor bugs and proactively identify these known issues for Halo Insider participants, while in some cases, it's the insiders themselves who bring new bugs to our attention while playing. So, to sum that up, blockers prevent things from just working entirely, okay? Main blockers get fixed in order for you to play the thing or use the thing. Same thing is in software development across the board. If blockers don't get fixed, software updates don't go out. Simple as that. So flighting rings. 
Each flighting build must successfully complete a series of tests before it's made available to insiders. These tests require that a build progresses through what we refer to as rings. There are four rings in total with the final, Ring 3, being Halo Insiders. For a flight to go out to the insiders, it must make its way through each of the rings without bugs that are deemed blocking issues. Let's go in and see what each ring is made of and the process that is followed to move from one to the next. So, Ring 0. Ring 0 is made up of internal studio folks. This is a combination of the 343 publishing team, 343 pro team, and developers within the studio who participate in playtests we hold regularly on the content we are aiming to flight. If serious bugs are found in Ring 0... Oh, oh my god. My iPad just thought I said the S word. But I didn't. Shut up, iPad. It does not progress to the next ring and will not make it outside of the studio. This team goes back to the drawing board to address any issues that are identified, and if no serious issues arise, however, we move to Ring 1. Ring 1. Ring 1 is made up of external partners that work closely with the studio, many of which have quite uh, many of which have for quite some time. This allows us to work with players who know Halo content and are spread around the globe testing our various pipelines and supporting services to ensure the experience is fully functional. If any major issues are found here, it can cause a reset all the way back to Ring 0 if severe enough and warrants the build to be properly vetted and tested again. If all is well, this moves on to our next group of external partners, aka Ring 2. Ring 2 is made up of even more partners of various skill sets that help test our builds in unique and interesting ways to ensure that we are providing the best experience for all our varieties of users who are invited to test flighted content. If nothing show-stopping is found here, then it will make the jump to our final insider's ring, Ring 3. As with all previous rings, if any major issues are found here, it can cause a reset all the way back to Ring 0, if severe enough. So Ring 3. It's the insider user group that is determined based on KPIs, key performance indicators, the team sets for wanting to test at any given flight. This audience could be hardware-based, experience-based, locale, or even specific metric the team is looking to validate or stress at any given point at these flights and not betas. Uh, but indeed, or an at-skill test to validate the state of the build to assess functionality and release readiness. So what rings are we at right now? At the time of writing this, we have just completed our first Ring 1 test for Halo Reach Fireflight on PC. Late last week, the team resolved the final key issue that had been blocking entering Ring 1 and is now at a few bugs being worked on that are blocking Ring 2. These are currently five, there are currently 5 Ring 2 blockers and 15 Ring 3 blockers the team is working through. The 5 current Ring 2 blockers are as follows. Security Solution does not auto-install once game is installed. Long delays in menus accompanied by matchmaking errors can happen. Opening the settings menu during gameplay can cause the roster to stay stuck on screen. Frame loss can be experienced in various menus when playing in higher resolutions. And crash is present sometimes when the matchmade firefight game starts. The team is currently in progress working through all these blocking issues with the goal of having them fixed as soon as possible in order to progress to Ring 2 flighting. Before we take the flight to the Halo Insiders though, we have a handful of bugs to resolve that involve navigation issues, crashes, and other key issues we believe will hurt the experience of the flight for both players and our team's ability to gather critical data and feedback. These key issues are blockers in that they are deemed severe enough to prevent a flight from functioning as needed. Once they and other issues are identified and resolved, we will continue our process to bring the Fireflight to Halo Insiders. So what are the next steps prior to the next Halo Insiders flight? Even with the Halo Insiders Fireflight flight being in development, we have many other things the team is working on. Rather than derail core development and putting everyone onto their flight for bug fixing, the teams working on MCC PC and Halo Reach for MCC are still focused on the deliverables they are working on. 
but it's safe to say that these core pieces are needed in order to properly deliver the best PC experience when it's ready to release. As each blocking bug is fixed and new ones are found, we will continue to move through the rings appropriately and get ready for our next insider flight. We have not and will continue to not publicly announce dates of when this will happen as we are actively in development of the flight. As we have stated above, the team is heads down on working on to resolve these issues and continue development on MCC to PC and Halo Reach to MCC. As we've seen thus far, oftentimes even our best estimates end up shifting as the team works through the production and development realities of this complex project. When the firefight uh, matchmaking experience and all content is ready to flight, it will flight. It's the same mantra we've had about fr from the beginning and will continue to have. As with any product that is actively being developed and having a high level of transparency, things change. Dates will move as needed, estimates will be accurate and inaccurate, and goals will be hit or missed. Nobody can predict the exact future, and this is what comes with the territory of being as transparent as possible with the development process as it relates to a AAA game title. We will continue to do our best to keep you in the loop and up to speed. We know everyone is very eager and anxious to jump in. So, why flighting later makes sense. There seems to be a lot of public perception that as flighting goal dates have been missed that the project itself is going to suffer in the quality department, but that's the opposite of what the reality is. In order to meet the high quality bar the teams have set for this project, these delays are to ensure that it's the best it can be. A lot of development work in bringing Halo to PC has been invested in building the core experience of the user interface, controls, and how the game plays on PC so it feels right at home on the platform. To put it simply, we're placing an extreme focus on the foundations of MCC to ensure it's authentic to the Halo experience in the PC platform. If quality wasn't something that was cared for, a mediocre product could be shipped quite easily. But we don't want that, and we know you don't want that. Every stakeholder for this game, including you, the teams involved, all want the best possible product and therefore are making the right decisions to hold back a subpar experience. If something is held to a later date for a better experience, it is worth it tenfold. We feel strongly that this approach is worth it, even when it lands us in hot water with some of our fans. Here are a few examples of some bugs that have been addressed over the past several weeks of the Fireflight builds. Upon launch, the user prompted with a DLC prompt to install Reach and was unable to play. Navigating too fast in the matchmaking menu would display an empty menu. Settings would be uh, discarded when changing them during gameplay. A crash occurred when entering the setting menu. Disabled roster buttons were accessible and caused crashes sometimes. Title crashes when pausing reach in reach gameplay using a controller. And game is a fatal error when saving settings during firefight match queue. All of these have been fixed with many others as well, but just these along being fixed with uh, has improved the quality of the experience significantly. The team is dedicated to providing the best experience possible to users and is working diligently on the experience for not only the next flights, but eventual release. So why is it so complicated? When we announced MCC coming to PC and Reach coming to P MCC, we thought we knew exactly what the roadmap was to bring about the best game for gamers. We were wrong about a few things and this is something that happens often in the complex, fluid world of game development. To compensate for this, schedules around flighting had to be shifted out. But even with these cha challenges, the development team has overcome them and has continued to work on it day in and day out towards bringing MCC to PC and Halo Reach to MCC the right way. Announcing this project back in March was also tied to giving ourselves time to establish the Halo Insider program. We overestimated the time it would take to build up a sizable Halo Insider audience to tap into for our flighting programs. We erred on the side of announcing earlier to ensure we could get the program up and running. The Halo community showed up in overwhelming numbers and we shattered our high-end opt-in goals for the first week. Thank you for the incredible level of interest and support. In the game industry, schedules are an attempt at a best guess of what is needed to make a video game. 
With 13 years in the industry, I have never seen a schedule mirror exactly what was originally outlined in terms of scope or time spent on building it. The only way to make a schedule work within a specific constraint requires one of two things. One is to cut content and either move it out or remove it entirely. The other is to sacrifice quality. We don't want to do either. And therefore, Flighting has moved out significantly to not impact the core products we are aiming to build. This is the best option for all involved. Does it mean people have to wait a little bit longer? Yes. Does it mean a worse product is coming? No. It means the games are being developed with the highest quality bar possible in mind, and to ring that bell again, it's ready when it's ready. Sorry, I know the article was long, but hopefully that gives you a little bit more insight as to what the fuck goes on behind the scenes. And people stop bitching. Because I'm sick of seeing the bitching. Alright, Will. Next news story. We have our Halo community update on Twitter. Brought to you by... Unishek. I hope everybody enjoyed that soundbite. It was great to have him speak into Will's phone. So we finally got him to say his name officially. It's going to be used as a soundbite moving forward. I, I was, I'm jazzed. I'm fucking jazzed. All right. Here's the new story from Twitter and I quote. Hey, everyone. We've wanted to try a mini community update here on Twitter for a while now. And we thought now might be the ti right time since our team has been traveling quite a bit. I know it's scary, but let's give it a go. So for Halo the Master Chief Collection, Gamescom. We'll be there with a reach demo for PC. And the Xbox 360 map and mode migration MCC on August 12th and 26th. So, today, they were recording this, because I think today's the 12th, and then the 26th. So, if you don't have things already there, hopefully you did. And if not, hopefully you do on the 26th. Um, for Halo 5 Guardians, we're looking to make the official HCS 2v2 settings available in-game soon. Because that's going to be for the um, Halo Classic. And then here's your August calendar. So August 8th, we had Castle Wars. On August 15th, we have Forerunner Slayer and Warzone Assault. On August 22nd, we have Action Sack, which is refreshed. And on the 29th of August, we have Rock and Rail and Warzone Turbo. So for Outpost Discovery, we're back from Chicago and only have two more stops left in our Halo Outpost Tour. August 16th through the 18th is Houston, Texas, which is this weekend. And August 30th through September 1st, Anaheim, California. And finally, for Halo gear, Halo Silent Storm is now available in paperback. We'll return in a few weeks with a full community update, but in the meantime, we wanted to quickly highlight some of the recent Halo news that you may have missed. So there you go. That was the news on Twitter. Next news story, Forge Hub announces a brand new contest. This is by Connie over on ForgeHub.com, and I quote, Introducing the Halo 5 2v2 contest Boogaloo! Yes, Duststorm. That was a new thing I could say, and I'm happy I got to say it. Let's be honest. How many unfinished 2v2 blockouts do you have in your drafts? Lacking motivation to finish them? Perhaps you've lost interest in Halo's Forge in favor of a more active content creation community like, I don't know, Mod Nation Racers on the PS3. Whatever your strife, Forge Hub's got your uh, Mjolnir-clad back. We promise not to assassinate you. It's my privilege to announce the official details and launch of our latest foray into Halo into Forge contests, the 2v2 contest Boogaloo! And the last time the staff ever lets me name anything ever again. Well, Connie, for what it's worth, I appreciate it. So what is it? Since we're no stranger to this type of competition, and since it's ridiculously hard to keep, tr uh, 
typing with the length of my nails, I feel it's best to dive right into some details in the form of questions from the community brought to, up to you by this contest curator, Sethiroth. Take it away, Sethiroth. Take it far, far away. So question, okay, who are the judges? Answer, so I've decided to go with a mix of staff and community members for this contest. The people I have chosen to judge alongside me are Who's Blaze, Max Extra, and Soulflame. Well, uh, we also will have a few backup judges on standby. So what maps are eligible to be entered into the contest? Well, the main point of this contest is to showcase new and unique content that's fresh off the press. So, with that being said, maps that were fully finished and released to the public anywhere before August 1st, 2019 will not be eligible for the contest. No map remakes from any IP will be accepted. The four main judges will not be eligible to compete in the contest. Submissions will be limited to three per person. So when is the deadline? Well, we will have a longer deadline than usual to allow for more polished content. The deadline for this contest will be 11.59pm Pacific Standard Time on January 1st, 2020. All maps must be officially posted on Forge Hub and submitted to the correct thread before the end of the day. We will not be allowing any editing to maps after that point. Maps will be submitted as is. Changes made post-deadline will result in disqualification. No exceptions. So what are the gameplay settings that will be used for judging? Well, we'll be using Slayer HCS with some slight modifications. Those changes will be no radar, 15 minute rounds, 25 kill limit. You can also download the Forge Hub 2v2 game type at the link that's provided. Is this a 343 Industries matchmaking contest or a Forge Hub contest? This is a Forge Hub contest. This is not associated with 343 Industries. We are running this contest so you guys can make awesome maps and make them the way you want. Go crazy! You want tellies? You want tellies? Lifts? Keys? Something completely new? Go for it! So how will the maps be judged? Maps will be judged based on four key factors. Layout, gameplay, aesthetics, and polish. We'll be rating each category on a 1 to 5 scale, 1 being broken, 2 being needs improvement, 3 being average, 4 being really good, and 5 being out-fucking-standing. I added the fucking in there. We'll be using the rating this rating system to help narrow down the maps. Here's a detailed look into each category. For layout, in this category we'll be judging the map's layout. Go figure. How, how well made is the flow and pathing of the map? How are the macro-micro design aspects of the map? Are all the positions of the map balanced? How thought out are the lines of sight? Does the map have any unique or creative features to it? Gameplay. In this category, we'll be looking at how well the gameplay functions on the map. How was the pace of play? Do the spawns work as intended? How well do weapons interact with the map and each other? Does any part of the map break during gameplay or allow an unfair advantage for one team? Does the map offer any variety of playstyle and or strategies? Are the encounters enjoyable and memorable? Do any map mechanics or scripting interfere or hinder the gameplay? Aesthetics. This category will judge the visual presentation of the map. Does the map provide a strong and or creative theme? Is there appealing lighting and atmosphere present on the map? Do the aesthetics add or detract from the map gameplay? Does the map have any readability issues due to art? And finally, polish. Now here we will be looking at how well you paid attention to the bells and whistles. Does your map have any frame drop issues? Is the map contained correctly? Do objects jut out or cause bumps while playing? Are there intro and exit cam? Is there any Z, Z fighting? Is there any name of volumes or and or memorable landmarks for callouts? Are weapons showcased clearly? Are weapons properly balanced in their timers and ammo counts? Are there broken clambers? Each round of judging, more than 50% of the maps will be eliminated until we get to the final eight. At this point, maps will go head to head and the judges will discuss the maps until we get final placings. We will then send out invitations to the finalists so that they can describe their work better for us. Max Extra and I will be streaming our playtest sessions and judge discussions live. Soulflame will write his thoughts down on the playtest as he goes. So, if you're wondering why your map was cut, you'll be able to see and hear why. The final maps will not be discussed live, but will be recorded. 
We will release the recording at the same time as the results so it can be a surprise reveal. Here are some statements from our judges detailing what they're looking for in this contest. Sethiroth states, Creativity! I've played too much Halo 5, so I'm looking for maps that display and execute well on creative original ideas in any category. Gameplay, layout, and or aesthetics. I'm looking for the full package when it comes to these maps. Make sure that your unique ideas still play well. Soulflame states, Gameplay above all else is what I'll be looking for the most. Fast-paced, slow and methodical, or anything in between. Hit me with a map that knows what it wants and does it well. Whose Blaze states, I'll be primarily looking at accessibility and polish aspects. Spawn orientation, smooth snagless geometry, etc. Bonus points for creative movement options and nerdy tricks that elevate the meta. And finally, Max Extra states, I'm looking for new and adventurous ideas that provide a fun and enjoyable 2v2 experience that can be enjoyed for the first and the 200th time. Something that departs from the cookie-cutter approach of typical maps and expresses a certain unique and personal essence that still provides balanced gameplay. On top of all of this, I want to see the attention to detail when it comes to the polish of the map, how well-contained and accessible it is in particular. So what's in it for me? Here's the prizing. First place takes home $500 in a Forge Hub t-shirt. Second place takes home $350 in a Forge Hub t-shirt. And third place takes home $150 in a Forge Hub t-shirt. Only, only one prize per contestant. If contestant places multiple times, then prizes will go down to the next contestant down after them. But where do you sign up? Submit your maps here before 11.59pm on January 1st, 2020. The link will be provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Check it out. Will, that's it for the regular news. Again, that was a long news story, but hey, Forge Hub's fucking awesome. Halo 5 2v2 is fucking awesome. Submit your maps. Competitive news, Will. Let's just get into it. First up, Gabriel is taking a break from competing. This is by Gabriel on Twitter, and I quote, I have been dealing with health issues concerning my arthritis leading all the way back to South by Southwest. First, it started with pain in my right forearm, and now my left eye is completely inflamed. Oh, not now. My bad. First, it started with pain in my right forearm, and now my left eye is completely inflamed, and I can hardly see out of it. With that being said, I feel it best to skip AC, Atlantic City, and any events following until I feel I am able to play at my 100% best. Good luck to everyone, and I'll be watching from the outside. Um, Gabriel, we wish you the best in your recovery. Get the help you need, man, and can't wait to see you back with a vengeance. That's for damn sure. Next up, the Halo Classic Hotel Sweepstakes by UGC on Twitter, and I quote, we're offering a hotel package for individuals who possess a Halo 3 4v4 team pass by August 19th. Winner will be announced August 20th live on HCS Weekly. So go ahead and check it out. Hopefully you win. Next up, Face It Ignite Halo European Open Halo 3 format has been announced by Face It Halo over on Twitter, and I quote, Day 1 will feature a Swiss system requiring 3 wins to progress to the upper bracket. Day 2, Sunday, features a double elimination bracket. There's a picture included in the tweet as well, showing all the whole breakdown. Go ahead and check it out. Google Doc of the show notes of the show. You know what it is. The next news story. Play Griffball announces a brand new website. This is by Sonic over on PlayGriffball.com, and I quote, Big changes are coming to PlayGriffball.com. As some of you might know, the current website for PlayGriffball was spawned from a project to create a new and improved website for Griffball Hub. Because of that, community and social features were a centerpiece of the current site. As we migrated from the hub to play Griffball, however, the Discord server became the focal point of the community and has maintained that role ever since, making many of these community features redundant. Considering that, and after discussions with the rest of the leadership over the past couple of months, an updated, more streamlined version of the site will be coming in the near future. The site will be migrated over to this new version the weekend of August 17th through the 18th. In other words, this weekend. 
During this period, PlayGriffBall.com may be unavailable as necessary changes are made to redirect PlayGriffBall.com to our new host. A number of things will be changing with the new site. 1. Removal of chat box, forums, and other community features. With the Discord fulfilling most of our needs on the community side of things, there is no longer a need to have a portion of the site dedicated to the community. To avoid splitting up the community discussion into two different sources like the current site does, the new website will not have forums, a chat box, or other community features. Instead, a Discord widget will be embedded in the sidebar which can be used to chat in Discord while browsing the site. It's pretty fucking cool. This is by far the biggest change to the site and the one that will uh, most impact current users. If there's anything on the forums, groups, PMs on your profile that you wish to keep, it is highly recommended that you copy and save the content before midnight Eastern time on Saturday, August 17th. The site migration will begin in the early hours of Saturday, and the current site may become inaccessible from the migration at any point between 12 to 3 a.m. Although we'll be taking a backup of the current site prior to the migration, there is no guarantee that all forum and other community user data will be fully backed up, and the best way to make sure that you don't lose anything you want to keep from the community portion of the site is to get a copy of it yourself beforehand. 2. Changes to leaked pages and data. The initial version of the new site, at the time of migration, will solely contain a news-slash-article system alongside basic content pages, example, about, league rules and code of conduct, what is Griffball, etc. Although all league data, including stats, will be backed up, this data will not be initially accessible after the migration. A future update to the new site will add league pages, standings, etc., as well as stats. The league and stats update for the new site is currently targeted for release at the end of October. If there's any standings or stats that you want to have access to during this two-month period between updates, you should save those prior to the migration. During this two-month period, league standings, stats, and bidding and drafting will continue to take place via Google Spreadsheets as it has for the past couple of seasons. And realistically, Will and I have used those for the past couple of seasons, and I think they worked out just fine. So, yeah, I'm excited for the full information on the website, though. It's going to be awesome. And three, removal of user system. With community features being removed and with all league management currently happening via Google Google Spreadsheets, there is no longer any real need for a user account system on the new website. The backup of the current website will include the user account database, and should a new user uh, system ever be needed on the new website, this database will be migrated over so that existing users do not need to register for the new site. Future improvements. As mentioned, the initial version of the new site will solely contain content pages and news and articles. All articles from the current site will be carried over to the new site during the migration. In addition, there are some further enhancements to the new website currently in the works. League information and stats. A more robust league system is currently in development and targeted for release in late October 2019. At this time, bidding and drafting is not planned to be included in this system, as we have found from our attempts at bidding on the current site, our hosting budget simply is not large enough to handle the required resource load from a live bidding system. New features with the league system include more detailed team and player history, allowing visitors to see a player's past teams and their stat breakdown by team, league, and season, and the ability to view stats for individual games. That will greatly fucking help us in future seasons. Thank you, guys. Holy shit. And the Play Griffball Store. We are also working to design a number of new Griffball-themed merchandise, which will eventually be available for purchase on a store page that should be available within the next couple of months. Proceeds from the Play Griffball store will go towards offsetting our our hosting costs, as well as league advertising and prize pools. If you have any questions regarding the new website and or migration, feel free to reach out to Sonic or another member of the Play Griffball staff. I will be buying shit on that store. The only thing I ask, my only request... Okay. I'm going to put Europa Halo on blast here for a second. Oh no. This isn't a bad this isn't a bad thing. It really isn't. But I'm just going to say this. Hey Europa Halo, if you came out with a FlexFit hat, 
instead of that snapback, I'd buy the shit out of it. So that's my one request for Play Griffball. Please come out with a FlexFit hat. Please. I'll buy the shit out of it. I'm not kidding. I will. Also, uh, hey, Beachland. I say a DM. I want to buy that hat. Let me buy that hat, bro. I want it so bad. It's FlexFit. They they responded to they you. They did, but they haven't given me any information on where I send my shipping info. Sure. Or payment information. I want to buy one. I'll buy it right now. DM me. Master right. P, DM me. Um, no, seriously, I, I, I want all the fucking FlexFit hats. All right. That's it for that news story. Next up. Blam Gaming Halo series announces by Maddie Rums over on NoobCombo.com. Shout out to Maddie Rums and NoobCombo.com. If you haven't checked that little website, go check out that website. The Blam Gaming Halo series is a Halo 5 2v2 hardcore team slayer tournament series consisting of four preliminary tournaments and one grand finale. Each preliminary tournament will be a best of three and a $100 winner take all prize. The match settings will be 25 kill to win, no radar, 12 minute time limit with a three minute overtime period if necessary. The maps being played will be Truth, Plaza, and Regret. The winner of each prelim will earn a spot in the grand finale, however, cannot participate in any of the remaining preliminary tournaments. In addition to the $100 first place prize, teams will also earn placing points. Second place will earn four points, third will get three points, and fourth will get two points. The top four teams with the highest total amount of points at the end of the preliminary tournaments will be invited to compete in the grand final. The grand finale will consist of eight teams competing in a double elimination bracket for a piece of the $1,000 prize pool. First place will receive $700, second will get $200, and third will get $100. Each tournament will be streamed by casted by pro players Goofy and Ryanu. To register, fill out the registration form. Teams will be allowed to have one alternate player on their roster. Here are the dates for each tournament. Friday, August 16th, preliminary number one at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tuesday, August 22nd, preliminary number two at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tuesday, September 10th, preliminary number three at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tuesday, September 24th, preliminary number four at, you guessed it, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And finally, Sunday, October 20th, grand finale at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Fuck yeah. Next news story. Halo Wars 2 World Series has been announced. This is by HW2 Europa Halo. Wait, that name sounds vaguely familiar. There's a big reason because of that, and I quote, Halo Wars 2 World Series in association with Europa Halo has its first cup in a few weeks. Signups are open now for this 1v1 seeding cup for a larger league and cup to take place later in the year. Check it out at the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. This is, uh... Europa Halo will be talking more about this in the, in the slight future, but this is we're going to say this is his swan song to the Halo community. I can't fucking wait. Can't wait to see the talent that shows up for this. This is great. And like like I said, it's a World Cup. Not just North American teams are, are uh, or players are involved. Next news story. Clutch joins the Halo Classic Atlantic City talent lineup by UGC. That's the news story. Congratulations, Clutch. I love hearing your analysis. Can't wait to can't wait to hear you on the desk. It's going to be great. And our final two news stories of the week will first up, Reciprocity takes a step back. This is a tweet by Reciprocity and I quote, "As some of you may know, our organization our organization began in Halo. With a heavy heart, we've decided to pause our support in Halo until the release of Halo Infinite. We'd like to thank Pistola, Lunchbox, and Roy for their hard work, dedication, and professionalism. It has been a pleasure having you all represent the Wreck Pack. Snipedown will remain a part of Wreck as we explore Apex Legends. There you go. Another Aura got a Halo. 
But you want to know what org that's not yet out of Halo? The next news story, the final news story. So while Reciprocity took a step back, Lux Gaming takes a step forward. This is by Lux Gaming, and I quote, Our future in Halo. After a lot of thinking, talking, and soul-searching, we've come to a hard decision. Halo is what made us. We started as a COD organization, but really found our home here in the Halo community. That being said, we're going nowhere. Announcement Thursday. Okay, then. There you go. I'm excited to see what the announcement is. We'll see if, if the team can compete. Who the fuck knows? Will, that's it for the news. Sorry, I know it was a long one this week. Thank you for bearing with me, folks. I appreciate it. Hopefully, there was some insightful information for you there. Um, Will, we have a few tournaments coming up this week, like we already talked about. Uh, we have the Face Hitting Night Halo European Open, which takes place August 17th through the 18th. And then on August 16th, we have two tournaments. We have the Microsoft Store London Halo 5 2v2 and the Blam Gaming Halo Series Preliminary Number 1. So stay tuned for our recaps of those next week. But Will, what do we got for recaps of tournaments that took place this week? All right, we have the CGL Halo Championship Season 1 Week 1 results. In 7th and 8th, they got two points apiece. Um, first team is Zex Sucks. This was Ganked Slays and Killed by Vape. And then competitive side gaming, uh, Nova Zero and Genastius. Uh, fifth through sixth also received two points. Um, Avian and Drizzy, which was uh, Little Avian and Drizzy V. And then Zero Doubt, which was Haggy and Austin Cole Curry. Fourth place went to Sherberts. They got two points as well. This was Shame and Galaxy. Third received four points. This was Members Only, which was BR Shots and Eclepto. Second received five points. This was VLK Swaggin, which was Creepy Trash and Riot Shock. In first place, took home seven, uh, seven points and $100. I was about, almost at 700 points. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest fucking drastic change. Um, this was Team UO, which was Shotzi and Falcated. Moving on to the Halo Classic Atlantic City qualifier number two. Ninth through 16th received 30 points. And let's run through the teams. First one was Duo plus one plus question mark. Uh, this included Obnoxious, The Real Vital, Combonified, and Mission Hockey. Next team was You Gotta Jump Off With That Man. This was Blitzkrieg, Jesse Seau, Down, Downides, and Strafey. We had The Academy, Hoaxer, Eli Elite, Lifestyle, and Soro. Team Aspire was Flux to Foxy, Jimbo, and Riot. We had Cutting Edge Esports. This was Hunter JJX, Frosty the Truth, Elamite. And prototype. Elumnite. Elumnite. Yes. And then also, so there's no confusion. Frosty the Truth is not Frosty. I just, just in case anyone was wondering, it is a completely separate person. That is the person's gamer tag, Frosty the Truth. So yes, it is not Frosty who's competing in Call of Duty. Take it away, Will. Our next team is Sunset Ballers. This was Squalye, Stormy, Saiyan SK, and RCN Display. We had FXBG8020, which included Riot Shock, Release the Kraken, Hypo, and Moo Pockets. And then Team Repintle, which was RP Common, Dren, Rhino, and James Arbin. In 5th through 8th, receiving 40 points was Team Infinite, Falcated, Shotzi, Savinator, and Blaze Rose. Team Devoted, Zerka, Wenzor, Eco, and Rippin. Uh, team Trademark, which was Trippy, Commonly, Penguin, and Rain. 
And then Team Stallions, Revamp, Evader, Amish Acorns, and Mellow One. In third through fourth, we had Falling Esports, Ace, Neighbor, Demon, DM, Boo Boo Boo. And then Cleveland, Stainers, Goofy, Ryan, Noob, Gilkey, and Gabriel. In second place was Tox Gaming, taking home 100 points. Royal 2, Snake Bite, APG, and Lethal. And in first place, taking home 150 points was 5 Bucks Snug, which was straight, sick, airy, Shaylee, and Fantasy. Bracket will be included within the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. And then, it looks like we have another Google Doc to read through. This is the Halo Classic Atlantic City seeding point so far. So let's uh, run through it. You can do as much as you want. You don't have to do the whole thing if you don't want to. There's a lot of people here. There are. It's Again, you can cut this out if you want to as well. Okay. No, we have... Um, in first place is actually a tie between APG Lethal Royal 2 and Snakebite with uh, 2,060 points. Next is um, Ace and Neighbor. They have 1,460. Close behind is Eco with 1,300. Boo Boo is at 1,265. Tusk is at 11.75. Falcated at 11.55. Danley. Demon D. Demon D, yeah. <laughs> 1,120. Um, Airy Shaylee straight sick at 10.90. Shotzi, 10.85. Frosty at 1,000. And then just a couple other names here. Um, Cloud, Goofy, and Zerka. Um 880 range, Trippy's at 870, Snipe down at 830, but we know he's been focusing on Apex. Pistola at 830 and Lunchbox and Roy at 830 as well. So we'll have to see what comes of this list. We'll see where people end up landing once the um event is near. Right. At least we have that updated information now. We can see where people stand. See what the seeding's gonna be like for the final. There we go. That's uh that's all we have for tournaments this week. All right, then it's time for our weekly topic, which was, what is better as a spectator, Halo 3 or Halo 5? So we put a poll out on Twitter. Uh, we asked the other social media accounts what you guys want, liked watching more as a spectator. Not as a competitor, but as a spectator today. So trying to keep nostalgia out of it, right? So Will had this great idea. As a spectator today, what do you enjoy watching more? Halo 3 events or Halo 5? The reason why we included those two is because Halo 5 is kind of on the back burner right now, but Halo 3 is the one that had the resurgence, right? So yes, there are there are Halo 1 events that are going on, there are some Halo 5 events going on, but Halo 3 had that major resurgence, right? That's Those are the two main ones we included. So, we put a poll out on Twitter. 90 people voted. Here are the results. They might, they could surprise you. So, out of 90 votes, Halo 3 had 27% that people liked Halo watching Halo 3 more. Halo 5, 43%. And both, 30%. I take that as... People enjoy watching Halo 5 more. And again, this is a very small subset of people. Is the only people that took the time to vote in the poll. Potentially leaving a comment as well. That's what it is. But... I mean, we we did start this show during Halo 5 competitive. And I'm like, I'm coming from a standpoint of I love Halo 3 and I've watched Halo 3 and I still love watching Halo 3. But I mean, 
we'll get to our thoughts in a little bit, but did did the results surprise you, Will? A little bit. A little, a little bit? bit. It's not, I thought it would be closer. I, I thought that Halo 3 and 5 were going to be a little bit closer. And yeah, I didn't think both was going to be where it was. But yeah, that surprised me a little bit too. Um, all right, let's get into these comments and see what people were talking about here. So on Instagram, Beagle states, Halo 5 is really fun to watch because of the pacing and energy, but I was less engaged by the players. Halo 3 is a huge nostalgia fest, and the gameplay tends to feel more tactical and tense. Ultimately, I love watching both. I can't really compare the two. They feel completely different as a spectator. I can respect that answer, provided two different viewpoints, right? Perfect. Twitter. Nolan Co. states, Halo 5 is simply not good, not to play, and especially not to watch. Will, you replied. Yeah, I asked. I, was, I asked, what's what's not good about it? What don't you like? And then no response. Yeah, he didn't reply back. So, Nolan, so, uh, sorry, dude, but your, your point's invalid if you can't fucking back it up. Next, Dragonite states, Halo 5 for sure. I love Halo 3 because it was my first time in the competitive scene, but the advanced movement allows for a higher skill ceiling and it provides a flashier experience for the audience. Great point. Snipe N21 states, Halo 5 only because of spectator mode. It makes the viewing experience that much easier and enjoyable. I think Will's going to talk about that in his points as well. Trevor Vobble states, One of the big things for me is the viewer experience. It's not as easy to tell when shots hit or, or uh, when who's getting the eliminations in Halo 3. It's just harder to follow. Also, the graphics are just so dull. So it's Halo 5 for me, though I'd choose Halo 2 Anniversary over both if it was a choice. Beachland states, CE. What else would they reply I, I with, know, right? It's just the cheeky bastards. Uh-huh. Uh... No, there. And for those who don't know, um, the Beachland Halo One Two v Two tournament is taking place literally as we speak right now. Um, the bracket play starts tomorrow, so the day this episode goes live. Um, and obviously, we're going to be talking about the results next week. Cool Hand states, as a spectator, I much prefer the gameplay, depth, mobility, and freedom, sandbox design and balance, plus competitive meta of Halo Five. Boomy EU states, Halo 5, not as old and still new things that can be done which have never been seen before. And Writing Spartan states, Halo 3 to me is just too slow-paced and genuinely repetitive. The BR fights aren't very interesting to watch. I also prefer competing in Halo 5 tournaments, though, so I'm a little biased when it comes to what I prefer watching. I mean, everyone's a little biased, so it's their opinion, you know? That's fine. So, it's it's like Halo 5 across the fucking board here. With all with the responses, yeah. Yes. All right, and then on Discord, we have High Tech Redneck states, probably not the answer y'all are looking for, but I honestly just enjoy watch t- uh, watching Halo played at a high level. Halo 3, awesome. Halo 2, awesome. Halo 5, awesome. Halo 1, awesome. Reach, awesome. F- Halo 4, wink. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Halo 4 is not a competitive game. I, I can't blame her. Goalie Sniper states, I like watching Halo 5 more. There's more going on. When someone gets a sniper, you know shit's about to go down. The spectator mode lets you see how people on the map move according to different plays. It's just a faster, it's just a faster paced, more action packed game to watch as a spectator. I know I might get torched for saying that sometimes Halo 3 is just as boring, it's just boring in comparison. When there's a standoff on the pit, which feels like forever by the way, and both teams are just sitting on opposite sides, yes, I'm on the edge of my seat, but it's still boring. It's hard to see when shots are landed in Halo 3. Watching the best players in the world miss 5 to 8 sniper shots and only land body shots isn't entertaining. I understand the strats involved in both games, and Halo 3 is more setup-based, but as a viewer, personally, it's not as exciting as Halo 5. My best analogy I could come up with would be uh, Halo 3 is like watching chess. There's going to be an exciting play, eventually. Halo 5 is more like competitive Uno. Always something happening, then BOOM! Something gets slapped with a pick-up-two card. 
and shit just got real. It keeps that excitement through most of the match. What a great fucking comparison. And then Night Fox states, Halo 3 equals bas- uh, equals baseball, Halo 5 equals basketball. Halo 3 is slow and methodical, and Halo 5 is fast-paced but can be slowed down. Basically what baseball and basketball are, uh, or you can compare Halo 3 to football, slow game with spurts of big action. There you go. Will, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm in agreement with most of the community there where... Halo 5? Halo 5, and it is mainly because of that spectator mode. It provides so it provides so many tools it to, adds so much um when hcs or ugc is um having these events they can you can see overviews of the maps they can zoom out they can have those cinematics where they like come around a corner and it's it just makes for a better viewing experience it allows probably easier setups for them even not having to have all four screens go into one or all eight screens go into one stream. They can really just use one host Xbox that can see everything. Sure. Um, it just seemed like the the quality of the... Um, to be fair, we're in grassroots right now, so H3 is all grassroots for me, but the quality of the events with HCS behind them have been so, so much better than what I've had with Halo 3. So, yeah, I'm definitely in the Halo 5 camp. What about you, Josh? Where are you? Halo Five as well. That's I mean you hit you hit it on you hit the nail on the head. Um, and that this is coming from somebody who still loves watching Halo Three events. I'm still gonna have a hell of, like a hell of a fun time watching the Facelight Ignite event and the UGC's Halo Classic Atlantic City. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. I think I like. Like others have stated here, I like the setups more in Halo 3 because they are more methodical. And since I've watched it for so long, I know like every little intricacy of where people are going and the setups associated with it and so on and so forth. So I I just feel a little bit, I don't know, I feel like I'm more engrossed watching that aspect. But I do love, people may say it looked a little bit too busy. But I did love having like all all eight players on the one screen, right? You get to see their shields and their mm-hmm. health and what weapons they have and whether they're engaged in a fight, so on and so forth. But it's like, oh, now you're able to see positioning a little bit more from a spectator point of view. And that aspect is a little bit more engrossing as well. So overall, right now, today, because that's what the topic is, I would say I enjoy watching Halo 5 events more. And I think the faster pace of the game helps with that too. And yeah, that's what I'd say. I like Halo 5 minutes. So to, to twist it, I will say from what I've seen, the hype around Halo was obviously so much bigger when Halo 3 was thriving. Yes. And it was the oh, yeah. So, I mean, I just wish we could get that back. I don't know if it's sure. ever going to happen because it was back then. So you uh, want to know something funny? I was listening to, um, well, actually first you have some news for us. Well, not, uh, fuck it. (laughs) So I totally for, I think I forgot to include this last week and this post was from five days ago. So I don't think it was going to be included last week. So let me just say this. And I apologize if I did forget this GT halo. 
They they announced their next event. So it's time for the body count Halo 5 2v2. It's Saturday, August 24th from 1 to 10 p.m. Cost is $50 per team. It's at Landlords GC. You can register at the link they provide in the tweet. And uh, I'm going to make sure that I include it in the show notes just in case I did happen to forget it. That sounds familiar. It does too, but like it says it was five days ago. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Either way, it's, it's going to be in there. Yeah. Shout out to you, GT Halo. You guys are fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. So the fun, the fun fact here. Yeah. So I was listening to an episode of the Eavesdrop podcast, which is Optic Hex. Like it's his show. It's an older episode, but uh, Maven was was his guest. Maven, um, Call of Duty World League commentator. Uh, he's on the desk. He he's an analyst. He's a commentator. He he does it all right. And he said it perfectly, and I couldn't like it blew my mind. And I can't. I don't know if anybody else talked about this. He said during his interview on that show, if Halo came out with a game. That's like two or three today. Nobody play it. He said. St- he said that. He straight up said that. He said if 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 three four three came out with a Halo game as slow paced as Halo two or Halo three today, nobody play it. Straight up. And I'm like, Maven. Man, I just like people are gonna hate for what I'm about to say, but like I just respected him so much more after he said that because realistically, if you think about it. All these curmudgeons out there, like these old curmudgeons that are like, oh, you want fucking break back classic Halo, fuck you, man. Right? Those, it's such a small subset of people. It's the vocal minority that are saying that. When realistically, you had a 16-year-old kid win $3 million playing an incredibly fast-paced game called Fortnite. Okay. We don't want to regress. Like, I love, I love old Halo. I love it. Okay? I even have a little bit of respect towards Halo 1. Regardless of the spawns being absolute horseshit. You know what? Silos, you're probably, like, just fucking screaming at me right now. I don't know what it is. I swear to God, I feel like MCC H1 spawns are shit. I can agree. I've, I've experienced that too. Right. It's, Okay. I'm all for knowing strategy. I'm just going to get this out of the way. I'm all for knowing strategy and I'm all for like knowing where spawns are, knowing where enemies are going to spawn, so on and so forth. But if I can literally be spawn killed and I don't even have a chance, I don't have a literal chance to get out of my spawn. Your spawns are fuck. Like they're just bad. They're terrible. So I get Halo 1 is an incredibly competitive game. But if I can't even have a chance to get out of spawn, no, those spawns are fucked. Okay, back slightly on topic here. But so Maven said that, right? And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, finally, because we've talked about it for so fucking long on this show. Should Halo Infinite have sprint? Should Halo in general have sprint? Is sprint actually make the game feel faster? Should it have all this shit, right? The fact of the matter is, he said it plainly. If it came out with a game that was old like that, that played like that, no. No. We aren't the only gamers out there. The old curmudgeons aren't the only gamers out there. Okay? 
You want your old Halo? Go play your old Halo. It exists. You can still play it. There's still people that play it all the time. Go play it. It's all there. Go for it. But for all the new people coming in, or the people that are excited for a progression in mechanics and the systems in place, Halo Infinite's coming. That's where it needs to go. It needs to progress. I've said it multiple times on this show. And Maven just said it plainly and clearly, and I loved it. And yes, that that was an older episode, but I, oh man, I loved how he just said that. It, it piqued my interest because I was doing work, right? I was at work and I was listening to the show in the background. And he said that, and I'm like, whoa, 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 hold the fucking phone. That backed up. I'm like, oh my god. Maven, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's what I got. If you want anything that go right ahead. No. I'm sorry, I took it derailed it. It's all good. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to spectating? No. All right. Let's get to the final piece of the show. Our Face It Ignite preview. Let's talk about some event information just in case people do not know what's going on. So, the Face It and 343 Industries are teaming up for the first time to bring Europe its first major Halo 3 event in nearly a decade. Introducing Face It Ignite. Located in the heart of London at Lock 4 within Twickenham Stadium... Face It Ignite will bring back the grit and grind of LAN events that Halo has always been known for. It's no holds barred for the 32 teams that will be in attendance. Additionally, Face It Ignite will also play host to a 2v2 side tournament in Halo 5 with many European players still competing in the game to this day. Tournament Format Leading up to the main event, online qualifiers in North America and Europe will take place. The top teams from North, uh, the top team from North America and the top two teams from Europe will be flown out to London for the event. Joining the rest of the field, the total of 32 teams will be split into four groups of eight teams. In this unique format, teams will play multiple games in order to determine placement into a smaller double elimination bracket. Teams will be seeded by the online qualifiers and groups will be divided based on those seeds. What is the prizing distribution for the 4v4? First place takes home $10,000. Second place takes home $6,000. Third with $4,000. Fourth place with $2,500. Fifth and sixth taking home $1,250 respectively. What's the prize distribution for the 2v2? First place takes home $2,400, second place with $1,400, third with $800, and fourth with $400. So, we don't have all of the confirmed rosters for the event so far. So, we're going to go through ones that we believe to be absolutely confirmed. But, realistically, they're not. Three of them are for sure, but the other ones maybe not. So, for the teams who won their paid accommodations, these are probably absolutely guaranteed. We have Tox Gaming from North America. This includes Snakebite, Lethal World 2, and APG. And then from the EU side, we have Mazer Gaming, which is Flames, Havoc, Fusion, and Snow Sta uh, So Snakey. And then Moe's is a clown, which is still looking for an organization, by the way, which is Haulers, Respectful, Moe's, and Snipe Drone. Then, for the more than likely attending... We have Falling Esports, which will be Ace, Ryanoob, Goofy, and Neighbor. We have Five Bucks Snug, which is Shaylee, Straight Sick, Ares, and DVD. We have Gooder, which is Trippy, Snipedown, Eco, and Penguin, which I don't know if Snipedown would be. Yeah, he could be. He's no longer with Reciprocity. True, but Halo this is a side. different team entirely anyway. True. We have Revive Nation, which is Beatly, MC vs. Arbiter, Hercules, and Prophet. We have Fatal's Henchman, which is uh, Boinzy, Ferocity, Ryation, and Clonely. We have Mocket, which is Squashy, Warlord, Looney, and Organs. Last Minute Squad, which is Thomas, Blaze, ADZ, Shiesty, and Smithy. We have Back to Classic, which is Sandal, Ebby, Jopst, and Lil Sandal. And Aspire, which is Jimbo, 
to Foxy. Riots in flux. Thank you. No, hey, I, I had to give it to you, you know? <laughs> um, it's your guy. Will, what do you got for, predic- for predictions for the event with the rosters that we may or may not know? <laughs> All right, looking at this here, you got to say Toxie's your favorite. Um, some people who could give them a run for their money, I would say, depending on how well they play and how well they prepare, you can look at Five Bucks Snug, which is the old denial roster. Yep. Um, I think if that trippy snipe down eco and penguin stick together they could be towards the top as well um so, i feel like there's some t- good talent there yeah and for those who are not aware uh trippy and penguin won the rise till dawn event in red bull so they clearly have the chops to be at the most competitive level and then you know top seed out of eu normally would be go to jimbo's team right yep so aspire down there jimbo two foxy riots and flux yep. um I could see them out of the teams we have listed being a top five, six team. Yes. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to predict when you don't have a full roster list. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. Do you think an know. EU team makes top four? If, oh. if these teams are confirmed to be there and those rosters are locked, I mean, do you think an EU team breaks top four? No. I'm going to say no. It's, it's unfortunate. I know. It's hard, man. It's really hard. We haven't... We also haven't seen any tournaments happen over there. We haven't. And we don't know how much practice or what skill level they've been playing at. Right. So and the qualifiers hard. can only mean so much. Yes, so it's hard to predict. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't, I, I can't see a EU B team busting in the top four when you have basically Tox denial. If Snipe Down is going with that on Team Gooder, and then you have Falling Esports, which is Ace, Ryan Noob, Goofy, and Neighbor, that's it's hard to see a EU team busting into that top four right there. Right, even with those players, it really is. Um, I, I'd love to see it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Because like we've always said, more competition is better, makes things interesting, spices things up a bit, but the amount of talent there, it, it, it would be really tough. You know, jet lag can be a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That's the only thing I can see helping these EU rosters is if jet lag is a bitch. Sure. Because like you said, that, Ooh, if those teams are confirmed, the NA talent's going to be in full force, man. That'll be something. But who knows? Who knows? So what are you thinking? Who takes it? Are you, are you on the Tox? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's so sad that I have no hesitation in my voice when I say that. But realistically, if you think about it, they've continued to play at a top level. They rarely lose. And now at the same time, Basically, that old denial roster is together. They've remained together. And what we've talked about countless times, those who stick together usually place better than those who don't. Or those who have stuck together usually place better than teams that have been thrown together. Right? Tox Gaming being a major example of that. They made one roster change and it was a predetermined roster change with Eco and uh, ABG. So... And they're still playing at the top of their level. 
Um, Denial have always been in the conversation for top four. So, I don't know, man. And then, that, I think the dark horse of this event, and I know I'm not giving EU enough love here, but I really think my dark horse of this event is falling. With Ace and Ryan Noob? Yep. They, neighbor. they are some of the biggest veterans of Halo 3. And yeah, I think they could definitely be a dark horse. I think if they, as long as they congeal, like as long as that team gels correctly, and I truly believe they can, that, oh, that team could be a force to be fucking reckoned with. So like I said, my, my dark horse of the event is definitely falling esports. And from what I've seen, like from whoever runs Falling's uh, Twitter, love the positivity. Like, absolutely love that positivity. Keep it up. And I hope to see you in, like, Halo forever. Because that positivity is fantastic. Please keep it up. Um, but yeah, and then Denial Team, that five bucks snug. It's a great team, too. Um, Demon D wants his chip, man. He wants mm. that chip. Uh, I mean, if if they go, that is. But no, and then you have the, the invited teams from EU, Mazer Gaming, and Moses the Clown. Like... And that Aspire roster, you can't... I mean, Maka could even make a, a name for themselves. They, they've... My EU Dark Horse team is Maka. Okay. Because they've been together for so long. And they haven't gotten much anywhere. We also really haven't seen them in three. We saw them in five. Right. So maybe this is it. Maybe this is like their time. Maybe they just come out of nowhere. Holy and like... shit, that'd be amazing. Another great organization, by the way. Um... No, but seriously, it's, I would say my top four teams going into the event would be Tox Gaming as my favorite to win, Falling Esports as my Dark Horse from NA, Five Bucks Snug, and Gooder. Um, I, I truly believe that's top, that's, oh man. Okay, predictions. First place, Tox Gaming. Second place, this is all if the teams go. Okay, so my prediction is going to be totally fucked if these teams don't go. First place, Tox Gaming. Second place, I'm going to say Gooder. Third, Falling. Fourth, Five Bucks Snug. Then, fifth, sixth, it's going to be Aspire, Moses a Clown. Seventh, eighth is Mazer and Mocket. I can I can agree with that. That's what yeah, I'd say. Yeah. I I don't really have any variations off that to go with. I mean like it's hard. It's really we don't know if these teams are confirmed now. We have the we have the three. We have yeah. the three that are got accommodations. Yep. And so, we know it's not gonna be a three team tournament, so it'd be a pretty quick one if it was. Have <laughs> single like we're gonna wait till championship Sunday to stream these matches. Um No, that's what I got. Anything else you want to talk All about right. in regards to this? No, that's that's gonna be it. All right. Will, it's time for some shout-outs. First and foremost, happy belated birthday to APG. And also, shout-out to everyone who voted within the weekly topic poll, along with leaving a comment for further discussion. And shout-out to everybody that joined in the community playdate. It was, if I'm not mistaken, it was Nike Sasquatch. Shout-out to Eric. It was High Tech Redneck. Shout-out to Beth. It was Silos right before he was leaving for the Beachland. Shout-out to Silos. It was... Goalie Sniper, shout out to Justin, 
I think that was it. There was five of you, so yeah, that makes sense. Yes, that was it. Because uh, shout out to JK Fire for hosting. Hey, I'm right here. It's your boy. What it is? Uh, no, that's <laughs> God damn it, Will. Um, no, seriously, thank you guys for joining, and uh, hope to see more of you at uh, this coming community play date every Friday, eight to ten p.m. Central. It's gonna be a great time. And now it's time for some community creations. So first and foremost, we have me Monday on Reddit. Will, where is it? On Reddit. What day? Monday. What do you see? Memes. Where? On Reddit. What's up, Reddit? R slash Halo. There it is. Next, we have Pixel Flare Graphics. This is the one that Will was talking about. It's a tweet and a quote. Halo Echoes number four, composer the didact. I hope his mischief isn't over just yet. Made using SFM and After Effects. Download for wallpaper engine here. At the link provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Check it out. There you go. Uh, next up, we have The Impact of the Halo Classic by Daniel James over on NewCombo.com. Check out that article. And then we have Daily Twitter Clips, Volume 13, by Scott Puddle, on YouTube. Watch it. And we also have Clips of the Week, number 14, by High Tech Redneck. Watch it. Over on YouTube. Both are phenomenal. Will... I don't have nothing else to say other than I hope my throat doesn't hurt like a bitch tomorrow morning because Natana has been getting over a sickness for the past over a week and uh, she sounds fucking terrible. She'll tell you the same thing. I'm not taking a jab at my wife or anything like that, so don't get shit twisted, but I really hope I don't get that way because my God, would that suck. So... I'm going to chug some vitamin C. I have my G fuel right now because I have a homework assignment that I need to do and it's late. But I don't care because I got to sat across, sit across from this desk once again and talk some Halo with my best friend. And uh, I'm stalling again because it wouldn't be an episode of HGS Pro Talk without it. But you know what, Will? Actually, before I let you do the thing that you usually do at the end of the show, let do you want to you want to give the folks a little uh, not a taste, but like you want to tease them of what's coming soon. You got some book. You got some cooking right now. You're working on something. No, the, the from the trip. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what are you working on? Uh, we got a little uh, little uh, video thing we're putting together. You know, has music in the background and like. Uh, <laughs> What are those? What are, what are those? Might, might go up on the YouTubes. Oh, okay. What is that? Uh, is there a word for those types of videos um, with music in the background you know, that goes up on YouTube? You know, it's like a blog, right? Oh, but, yeah. It's but a blog? It's with video. Oh, it's a video blog. So it's a, it's a, it's a vlog. Oh, it's a... <laughs> is that what they fucking call it? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. You know, it was our first one. I'm not going to say it's uh, an A plus by any means, but it is what it is. We'll put it out there for you guys. Check it out. YouTube. Um, in the coming week for that. Uh, no release date. I'm waiting for Josh to send me his videos off oh. his phone so I can get them in there. I'll get them over. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for putting me on blast on the fucking there show, too. <laughs> now I'll get them over to you um, tomorrow. So the awesome. day this episode airs. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for giving right. a little tease as to what's coming up. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who do end up watching that, uh, I'll just say that there you'll see a weird cut because 
because I'm an idiot and uh, didn't record for a certain thing. So just you'll just have to wait and see in regards to what that is. But Will, I'm done stalling. Please plug this show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. You can join our Discord, join the community discussion, and all the great things going on over there. We have very many channels. I'm just spouting off now. (laughs) Um, You know, we have we have our uh, topic discussion. We have all the Halo talks going on there, lore discussion, whatever it may be, Um, and IRL channel as well. So join the Discord. It's great stuff. Uh, we have our Xbox Club and Spartan Company. Search for HGS Pro Talk on your Xbox. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Esportspedia as well. Search for HGS Pro Talk on all those sites. Josh? Yes, Will? What do we got on the next episode? Thank you for asking, Will. On next week's episode of HGS Pro Talk, we have the Call of Duty World League Finals results in COD and other games of watch. Then we have Beachland 8 results, the Microsoft Store London Halo 5 2v2 results, the Blam Gaming Halo series preliminary number one results, and our Face It Ignite Halo European Open post show. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 86 of HGS Pro Talk. We want to thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about more Halo things. But until then, bye bye <laughs>